0: It's Christmas time, so we're gonna bring you a jolly old elf today. What? Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Christmas edition. Christmas edition. It's December 20... Is that even the true? the 20th, I think, today. 20th? The 20th, yeah. Uh, Justin McRae, Shane Chapman here with you today. <clears throat> jolly Old Elf, Mr. Ryan Leslie from Vinyl Guys. I don't know if he's going to appreciate being called the Jolly Old Elf, but... Well, let's see what happens. <laughs> but that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk to Ryan from Vinyl Guys. We're going to bring him on the phone. He's not on here yet. Um, we're going to do the call-in... Yeah. Kind here. Where you're, Q and a yeah, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but before we do it's Christmas time. What do you got planned? You going somewhere?
1: Uh, I'm not this year. We're going to lay low. I think my lay parents low. live here now. So not, uh, they're not East coasters anymore officially. So we don't have to, yeah, we don't have to fly around. You're just much traveling
0: anymore. from one end of the city really? to the other,
1: which sometimes can seem like you're, you're,
0: you know, literally traveling across the country, but
1: yeah, it's all relative. So yeah, exactly. no, we're going to stick close
0: to home. I think you guys, Uh, We're doing our tour, our Southern Saskatchewan tour. The annual Christmas tour. Kicks off on um, December 24th. Okay, great. Ends on December 29th. Nice. So where are your your dates? What are your dates? Where are you you stopping? Uh, So we're going to have a Christmas in Regina here with my mom, and then we're going to go on to Willa Bunch, Saskatchewan, the metropolis of. Ah, yes. Booming. With my in-laws, and then down to Arcola, the other metropolis. Man, those are big. Those are like big markets there. big big markets. You can almost fit the entire towns on a large deck. That's (laughs) That's great. I'm not kidding. I I graduated. So our coal is actually the bigger of the two. I came from the bigger, bigger town than my wife. Um, but our coal, there was like, when I was there, there was 500 people in the town. Yeah. When I moved to Regina, I went to university. My first class psychology 101, was in an auditorium with 500 people. I was like my entire town could sit. How many people were in in your graduating class? class? Your, your high school graduating? Oh, wow. It was a big
1: class hmm. for Arcola. Mine, when I graduated, my graduating class at the time was the highest in the school's history, and it was 55.
0: 55? Yeah. That's my bad size. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're, we're big city folk here.
0: Yeah. I guess you could call us that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, we're going to bring uh, Ryan on here, get him dialed in, learn a little bit about the man, the legend, Ryan Leslie. Uh, what about New Year's? Do you ever do anything on New Year's? Usually
1: the last couple of years has been pretty quiet. So yeah, nothing, nothing again this year. I don't think at least as of yet, I mean, we're classic waiting until, you know, New Year's
0: Eve afternoon to plan something. So that's probably what we'll do. Good. i we've been slacking big time on New Year's the last few years. We have not made it out to anything. Uh, we just don't do it. We just don't do New Years.
1: <laughs> it's tough to get out, man. Kids. It's tough, yeah. Kids, kids, man. That's right.
0: Anyway, Ryan, are you on the phone with us? I am here. Oh, How are you doing? that was like that was <laughs> You had me a little bit worried because. It wasn't I was even like, an awkward silence. It
1: was like stressed. <laughs> it was like a stress feared feeling because we were gonna have to talk about nothing for more than we wanted to.
0: Yeah, I'm not a tech guy, so if that didn't work, I was out of options at that point.
2: Ryan Leslie from hearing you guys have to say about New Year's.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like I got no plans either. Hopefully, I can get hooked up here.
2: <laughs> How you doing, my man? I'm good. Yeah, we're real good. We uh, pretty much wrapped up everything we needed to wrap up yesterday. Good. Um, so in the office and washing the trucks and kind of getting ready for the holidays, I guess.
0: Are you uh, Are you done sure. after today? Yeah. You taking time off? Today's your last day.
2: Uh, well, last day on site for a few. I guess, Good. but we're, I think we're getting the keys to that new shop here in the next week or so.
0: I saw you post something about so, that new location there.
2: Yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff to move. i got a full bay of overstock and trucks and trailers and samples and office and everything to move.
0: Nice. So just a and little then, bit more space?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's more space, more front-end space, fenced uh, compound in the back. Nice. So I can kind of, yeah. And, and it's actually a little bit less money overall. So it works out really good. Triple and our M. lease was up here and yeah, yeah. It's a 360 win for sure. Good.
0: Okay. Well, we, uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to learn about you. So, um, Let's get after it, I guess. Who is your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) (laughs) First question. So a lot of people that listen to the podcast are going to be familiar with you. They follow you on Instagram under Vinyl Guys um, is your Instagram title. So some people are going to be familiar with you. Others are not. So why don't we start with a little bit about yourself, your family, where you're from, what you do, all the good stuff.
2: Sweet. Uh, Well, I mean, originally from North Battleford, Saskatchewan, so for those people who know Anything about Saskatchewan, They know, probably know where North Battleford is. Been in the news once or twice, I'm sure. Um, not
0: for good reasons, usually. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, typically not for great reasons. So got out of there. Uh, moved around a bit as a kid with the family. Lived in Central America for a couple years, really before high school. Yeah, cool. with my uh, my dad's uh, in gold mining industry. So Central America is quite prominent with gold mining and different things. So we spent two years down there, and then decided to come back. When we came back to Saskatchewan, we came to Saskatoon. So I finished high school here in Saskatoon. Um, after high school, I took off and did some traveling over in Europe. Lived in England and Scotland for a couple of years. Nice. Yeah, I found my way back to Saskatoon and kind of been here ever since. Started working. Slowly got back into construction. Like my family's super strong blue collar, like. All my uncles, dads, dads. I have one dad. Um, yeah, all my uncles, my him. dad, my brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all like either a mechanic or a carpenter. Uh, my dad's a millwright and a welder. My brother's a millwright. My cousins are carpenters, uh, farmers. Like we're just all in with our hands. Yeah. So kind of got back into that and I'd say like and. 2006 2007 when the housing market was really taking off here i was working for another guy doing fences and decks and then we kind of fell out so i went to industrial carpentry and i was doing like bridges and bigger concrete projects and pile caps and started doing side work decks and fences and then before you know it just got so busy with the decks and fences that kind of snowballed into a full-time gig and you know when you're young and you start your business you don't know anything about business but you got all this work and you're thinking oh this is going to be so good i'm going to make so much money and then all of a sudden it's like "Okay, you need wcb you need a business license you need to fuel your truck and it goes down the line and you're just like oh boy this is more than i anticipated
0: yeah it always looks, always looks better when you're naive to it all
2: Yeah, and then so then, you know, you have to grind and and grind and figure it out and and kind of do the business thing. And as we progressed, we used to do like concrete and wood fences, wood decks, all sorts of stuff. And then about three or four years into the whole gig, I decided to just do the maintenance free angle. Right. And just stick with uh, vinyl fences. And we did a lot of glue down vinyl, like Duradeck style decks. Um, That brings me to about 25. Fifteen, when we had a big condo boom here and there was hundreds and hundreds of units of condos being built so they all needed vinyl decking and they all needed aluminum railing so we kind of were heavy into that and as things have changed and the market's kind of moved away from the condos we've moved more into the custom composite and PVC deck. Sure. Stuff like that so that's kind of where we're at now is doing the more custom stuff and it's just uh, it's a lot better space to be in, right?
0: Yeah, are you enjoying it more? Do you like the custom stuff more or, or do you prefer the the kind of out-of-the-box type projects more?
2: No, I definitely uh, enjoy the custom stuff. I mean, the production work is always going to be there to a certain extent. Yeah. But I just find that it, when it comes to production work, it, it, it the market kind of turned us all into a commodity. Yes. So it's like, it's real, real basic, like vinyl decking. How much per square foot, or you know, vinyl fencing. How much per square foot or yeah. linear foot? Yeah. Whereas with the custom stuff, it'll really allows us to sell what's in between my ears. You know, what I mean, or we can do this with the material, we can do that with the material, we can add X, Y, and Z. We can do different trim on the deck, like.
1: Gives you a little so bit more of a more, creative, a creative outlet, so to speak, right?
2: Exactly, right. And then, and then it's custom, and, and there's less jumping from job to job to job. Like, I don't want to do five hundred jobs a year. I'd rather do that ten or twelve or fifteen. Yep. So, I like it better. But there's a lot more that goes into it, right? You got to be maturing into that market. I think you don't just get up one day as like a twenty-two year old carpenter and be like, "Hey, we're going to do." these huge custom decks. Like there's a lot of education that goes into that. For sure. Exactly. Learning about the product, right.
0: Ton of learning to do before you can get there yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a big, so that's it. there's a big condo. Actually, I don't know if it's a condo. There's a big building going up in Saskatoon right now. Is there not? They just, they started the foundation on it, I think like a, like a high rise. Uh,
2: yeah, there's a couple that have been going, uh, on river landing downtown. They've just yeah. started and they've been working on. So is that
0: a condo? Like, is there an opportunity there for you? Are they, is there balconies and stuff on it? Or is it office?
2: Mm, they're probably like the last phase. there was some, some railing on some decks. Okay. And, and, and we did, we did look at trying to get some work for the Escala. That's a seven story they're building on the river and, and stuff like that. I, I'm not really, I guess, how, how would I put this? I guess I'm not as competitive as some of the guys that are going after that work anymore. Sure. yeah because, again, that's where they want you to be a commodity, right? Like yep. that builder, that that real estate developer is looking for three or four bids to meet this specification and whoever's going to come in closer to the bottom end of the pricing is probably going to get the job. Yeah, that's
0: right. right. Unfortunately, Whereas that's us, how it is that, with those projects, just,
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, we, I, I'd rather work with that homeowner one-on-one and say, okay, this is your yard, your deck has right. lived its 15- or 20-year-old lifespan now it's time to come in here and kind of revamp your space and really check all the boxes for you. Like Mm -hmm. you need more entertaining space. You want to incorporate a hot tub. You want to need a kitchen out here. Like really kind of encompass all that design stuff as well. Right. Yeah, for sure.
0: By the way, because you weren't on for the intro, it's Justin and Shane here. I just realized that you, I didn't tell you who is on the mics today. So Wade's not here. Justin is. So when, if you're wondering who the other voice if, is,
2: I'm sure you. If Wade's not there, I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Shut that's it un, down. Shut that's it down, guys. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get it.
0: <laughs>
1: I've always played second fiddle to Wade.
0: So. <laughs> um. So are you are you still on the tools a bunch, Ryan? Or are you have you kind of moved into more of just a management role?
2: Uh, this year I was a lot of management.
0: Okay. And do you, uh, do you enjoy that or do you miss months, being like, on the tools?
2: Uh, you know what? I like being on the tools in certain circumstances.
0: When like things I, are going I'll, I'll
2: well. I'll come out and, and <laughs> yeah. when it's cool when it's when we're doing the fun stuff, right? Like yeah. when we're doing the inlays and the track saws and, and, and the design and, and all that type of stuff and the layout. Um, just like pounding pipes for a vinyl fence I'm not really too keen on and stuff like that so it it just depends like I would say I'm 80-20 and then when it's slower and we don't have a lot of work then I'm more on the tools but I'm more like coaching the guys and showing them some of the techniques and trying to get them to the same level as maybe I don't want to sound like I'm the high high level but some of my guys don't necessarily know all these tips and, and and tricks and kind of the installation techniques that we're trying to accomplish. Yep, that come with delivering the higher end So So there, there's a learning curve there for them too. Um, but I, I like being in, in the in the office, and sales and marketing is kind of my my angle at this point. Do you? Uh, I think that's what really drives my business.
1: Right. And do you have a few crews that you run through, Ryan? Or like are like you rotating between them, or? Small, small crews, or what do yeah, you
2: Yeah, this year we had quite a few. Um, we had two fence crews going pretty much full-time. And then that just depends on our workload. Like, if it's if one crew can handle it consistently, then we'll just keep one. But this year we we're slowing up to two at some point. And then we have our deck crew, uh, John and his guy. They're more like a production crew, so they'll take care of, like, the glue down vinyl, the aluminum rail jobs. And then when it comes to the bigger, more bands stuff, I'll come with them and get another helper and we'll all kind of work together. Okay. And then just depending, like we have some specialty stuff, like we did some some softened fascia and a little bit of yeast trough on an apartment building this year for a retrofit. So okay. that kind of just went to a kind of a third party crew gotcha. that we have that kind of jumps in, jumps out. So it really depends on the workload, but like our perfect scenario is having two fence crews and one deck and rail crew and plus myself and kind
1: of the higher end stuff. Okay. Here's a here's the uh, here's a job interview question for you. <laughs> what sets you apart from your competition?
2: What sets us apart from our competition? Oh, uh, there's a number of things, I guess. Including, I, okay, I'm not saying. will get Daniel. On to the next question. I mean, I'm ordering them. Do you want them in order or do you? <laughs> no. Um, you know what? We're one of the only companies out there that can do the deck and the fence maintenance free. Right. Can do it to a high level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we can come in and we can offer you the vinyl fence and a PVC deck with the glass railing. There's companies out there in Saskatoon here that do the deck or companies that do the fence, but they can't necessarily do both at the same level we can. Right. Um, right. That's one thing. The Being part of the VMA, which is the Vinyl Manufacturers Association, which is kind of the professional association for the vinyl fencing, and also being NADRA. So there's not a lot of that going on up here, which kind of sets us apart. Uh, and then our showroom, like we have a showroom warehouse, so we can actually have clients come in, look at the samples, get a feel for what we do. Yeah, I don't think there's very many other companies out there that are at that level. Most of the deck builders are running out of the back of their truck.
0: Yeah, that's right. And that just helps with a little bit of trust. They know that you're going to be there for a while.
2: (laughs) If they have a problem, they know know where
0: to to find you. Exactly.
2: If they have to, they can come sit out front or, you know, like they know where we're coming every day. Um, And then the other thing too is like having that shop and having that office also Sets us up so we take credit cards for payments. Which sure. doesn't sound like a big thing, but again, most of these guys yeah. run out of the back of their truck.
0: That's a big thing.
2: Yep. They buy their material at the hardware store. Yeah. So on and so forth. Right. So we're just that next level. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple other companies out there, but I didn't see anyone from Saskatoon in Kentucky this year.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
2: So that like just those things, right? Where we're always willing to learn from other people, willing to Step up and push that envelope, right? Um, is is big for us, and that's my take on it. Anyway, I mean, ultimately, I would probably have to ask my consumers that. Yep. What sets us apart and why they choose us? But over the past couple of years, we've heard from some of our clients that even though our price point is a little higher, they chose to work with us. Sure. And that's something that, like, it just reinforces what we're doing.
0: Yep. So that guy, you said before you were working with another company building decks and fences, you had, you had a bit of a falling out. Is he still around? Are you now competing against him?
2: No, he doesn't do the decks and the fences anymore. He's he's just a businessman. Um, oh, looking to dig up some dirt. We've done a few things and <laughs> what that?
0: I was looking to dig up no, some man. dirt and get a good story out of there.
2: No, 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 no. He's uh <laughs> he's busy doing all sorts of stuff and he's bought into a couple other construction companies and he's a business a businessman. he shucks paper
0: right so you, you work you like obviously you're very much maintenance free focused company do you have a preference between I think I know the answers but a preference between using composite versus sorry I'm on the podcast my brain switched to American
1: and I've just gotten
0: used to saying it so do you have a preference between composite and PVC products or do you not mind them both and you'll install whatever the customer wants or what's your angle on that
2: Preferably, I like the PVC better. Just from a workability standpoint, I just find it a little easier to work with. Yep. Um, and the finished, the finished product is quite a bit nicer, in my opinion. Now, I, I know there's you could go either way. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're really hacky at what you do, you can make a top-quality product look really bad. And if you're really good at what you do, you can make a mid-grade product look really good. Yes, that's So, true. I mean, it works both ways. The most of the experience we have has been with the PVC and specifically with wool. So that's kind of my go-to when I'm right. selling a project just because I'm comfortable with it. Yep. I know how it's going to work. I know I know what to expect from it. Um, but as we do more and more, we're open to different things. We've done a lot of treks this year too. Yep. And I always just try to tell the client, like, we're always looking to sell the highest end Product because even just the offering of the fasteners and what we can do with it, like I guess some of those entry level products or some of those big box store brands that are just like specifically to them that are imported, they don't have the line of fasteners, right? And they don't have all those supplementary products that make the the deck look good as it could. Yeah. So we always just try and sell the best for what they they want. You know. Sometimes it comes to budget. I'm not a huge fan of fiber on and it's not even that it's workable workability. It's just, I think it smells funny. I, honestly <laughs> tell every, I, I, tell I like everybody that I, I don't, man. It smells like rotten salmon. <laughs>
0: It's so funny to hear <laughs> that. You, you heard it here first. I know exactly what you mean.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, like it just has that real weird off smell. Yeah. I just don't know. Like.
1: So, okay. So a, you, cust- a customer comes to you and you're like, man, we just, we really, we just, we really love the variegation and the Vibron like the good life beach house. We'd really like to put that down. You're like, no, It stinks. What do you mean? Like it's no, a, like it's a cra- like it's a crappy board? No, no, it smells bad, so I don't want to put it down for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I, mean, I guess, like it's all how you present it, right? I'd be like, well, you know, there's lots of offerings out there. Like, let's have a look and tell me why you like this color so much, right? And then we'll we'll see where we're at. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny because I used to pick up on that all the time too. When I was building, I was like, every board has its own smell, and yeah, people would be true. like, what are you talking about? It's, it's like true, cut yeah. one, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. They all smell different.
2: I um, think that'd be something that we should set up in the spring is at your shop as we can come and do like a blind smell test. Totally. Come remember- board which, and which then and then cut some. Yeah, exactly. Cause I could probably pick out the wolf too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you
0: remember- the wolf is very distinct. Do you remember, um, home improvement the tool- like the tool time show on home improvement? Oh yeah. Did you used to watch that Ryan? Uh, with Al Borland. Yeah, such a classic show. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Do you remember, do you remember there was the one, there was the episode on Tool Time that they were, um, Al was supposed to, Tim was loading up boards, like wood, and he was going to put them in front of uh, Al's blindfolded nose, blindfolded eyes with his nose, and he was supposed to smell them and determine what species of wood it was. Do you remember this episode? I I It was so good. I think we'll go to YouTube after this. So he he smells a few and he gets them right over and then Tim takes off his dirty sock and puts it on there and he's like, oh, oh, this one's got a fungus of some sort. But that, that always reminds that's, me of it. That's, that's, Fiberon. that's, start, yeah, that's Fiberon. what
1: Ryan's saying. is fiber on his yeah. stinky socks.
0: It always makes me think of that episode when we talk about how boards smell. But it's so true. When I it was funny, I'm gonna get
2: a bunch of hate mail right away yeah. from Fiberon. Yeah. They're like,
0: we'll be taking your rebates back. Thank yeah. you very much. Um I used like when we first started using TimberTech, like a few years ago, my first TimberTech deck, I cut it and I was like, boy, this stuff smells. It smells good. It, it kind of smells like nutty and almost has like a sweetness to it when you cut it. It's so weird, and I would tell people this. They're like, "You're, you're weird, man. Like, what do you mean the board smells sweet?" I was like, "Trust actually, me, actually, it
1: is one of the better smelling boards. It is." Tech, and, and
0: the first time I went down to the TimberTech plant, I walked into the plant. The whole plant smells like that. I was like, "This is the smell." It's like whatever they're using. I don't know what they're using in it that smells so good. But wow, we've spoke about this topic more than anything else so a far. More spot, than we needed yes. to. Yep. Um, <laughs> so outside of, like you guys have your uh, shop location, obviously, that people will see a little bit. People driving by might see it. You've got your trucks done up. What other kinds of marketing are you finding work for you locally in Saskatoon?
2: What worked uh, for us really well is the lawn time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. But over the past few years, the city is, like the legislation, like the bylaw officers have gotten really hardcore on the signs. Like, you can't leave signs anywhere unless it's in the client's yard while you're working on their property. Right, right. Okay. So, like last year, for example, I went and we did a deal in February for about 10, 10 yards of fence. And I put signs in their yard as soon as I could. I think it was like March 1st, once the ground was just starting to soften up a little. And they took them all down, so like, and well, I'm like, well, hey, it's under contract. As far as I'm concerned, I'm working on that property right now. Yep. They said, no, you physically have to be at the property. So that's kind of a pain in the, pain in the rear end. Um, and then we've done a lot of home shows. Home shows have been really good for us in the past, but I find that they're getting to be more and more work for less and less payoff.
0: They're a ton of work, you know, hey?
2: Yeah, like to set up and take down and and now we have two here in the city. So we have the one that's done by the home builders association. Yeah. And then we have the one that's done by the garden association. And they're typically back to back weekends. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're there for two weeks straight, like set up, work the show, take the show down, basically do a U ball in the parking lot and go set up again.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if they'd cooperate a little bit so that you could leave your stuff there all week and book the same booth.
2: Yeah, but it's completely different setup, right? Like the layout and everything. They just no, you got to be out on this day, and then it's two days to clean up, and then you're back in. And they're expensive, and they cost. And then you're you're. How many deals do you really get? Right, like you, you get 250 people that you're quoting on. Yeah. Out of that 250, maybe 25 are serious. You might get three jobs. Right. Right. So, is that? worth my effort
0: and they may have found you anyway yeah. like they may have found you through other means if they were looking hard enough <laughs> yeah we've well, always exactly. found exactly and go ahead
2: go ahead okay um what i was going to say was like for us it's good is we're on the top of google Yeah. so like we make the we make the top three under vinyl fencing saskatoon vinyl deck saskatoon saskatoon deck builder like we're consistently in the top in the snack pack.
0: And you would have to think that that's where where most people are starting, right? If they need a vinyl fence or a deck, they're probably going to Google and be like Saskatoon vinyl fence, PVC fence, whatever. Right. Probably what they're doing first, or they're asking friends and family who got one done or something. So, yeah.
2: So, and then then we're we're working a lot. I've been working with a couple um, marketers and different guys that have some programs out of the States. Um, A guy named Kim Yeti, and he's got some funnels and some different kind of Facebook like ad sets and different things that he, he's working. Okay. And that seems to be starting to work for us too. So next year we probably most likely won't even do the home shows and the amount of time and the amount of money that I could save on that. I'll pour into Facebook. Right. And, and that just kind of changed the way we do it. Like from the digital end of things, like we've always been kind of farther ahead than most in our market with that. We never started my business in 2009, never took a Facebook or a phone book ad where some of these guys are like, Oh, you got to be in the phone book, you got to be in the newspaper. Like, no, man.
1: I'm sure there are people it's The 21st century. Yeah, I yeah, sure exactly. don't even know what a phone book is now. So
0: you want to know what the worst yeah. part is about having a physical location? those guys those guys that still walk in and try to sell you ads in yellow pages or the better business community yeah the community flyers or yeah yeah. they can find you too easy and they just just walk in
2: (laughs) we can do so much for that price and same with radio we did some radio auction last year and and, uh, i'm not happy with what the results we got. So yeah, yeah. this year, I think we're just going to triple down on our digital.
0: Radio's expensive,
2: and and really like work with the Facebook and work with the Google AdWords and do some geo targeting and some search term retargeting and just kind of step up that end of things. Yeah,
1: I think that's uh, really
2: what pays off, right?
1: Yeah, I think with the especially with the expense of like uh, radio ads and and um, even you know home shows and things like that from a marketing perspective, you could take that money like that amount of money could get you quite far with, with pushing Facebook ads and things like that. So, and like you said, that's what the majority probably of people so, are spending so their time targeted. and finding their ads. Yeah, exactly.
0: Funny story. Uh, uh when we first opened the store, it was must've been year, probably the first year, maybe second year. It was at our old location? Anyway, uh, we had a guy come in selling us yellow page ads, trying to sell us yellow page ads. He, as he did every three months or so, he'd make a stop in and try to sell us and, <clears throat> We, we always kind of said, no, we're not, I don't think we're interested in doing that. He's like, wow, you're, you're crazy not to. It may, like it might seem crazy to, you might not want to be in the physical phone book, but I'll tell you what, when you do an ad with the Yellow Pages, we automatically create a landing page on our, whatever, MySask411 or whatever it is. Uh, you get a landing page there, and so you can send people to that page where they can find out about a little bit more about you and then go to your website. And we're like, well, why would we want to go, why would we want why wouldn't we just want to go to our website first yeah, instead of cool. finding you? And he's like, well, cause our search targeting is really good. And we find that if, if people have our landing page, it, it goes higher in the search rankings than anything when they're searching for things. He's like, I'll show you, I'll show you a perfect example. Watch this. What do you think people search for when you're, when they're, they want a deck? And we're like, well, I don't know, like Regina decks or Regina deck building materials or something like that. He's like, I'll show you right now what the value is. In this. And he punches it in number one result, the ultimate deck shop. And he's like, Oh, you guys are up there already. We're like, yeah, so what's the point in, try- <laughs> yeah. in trying to get yours to go up above? And then he's like, yeah, but look who's right behind your tail. It's this other company, Fresh Decks. What do you know about them? And it's like, well, that's also that's also <laughs> us. That's my other company. So I so think
2: the owner's a real good looking guy. That's all <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> I was like, I,
0: I think we're doing okay, thanks. We don't need your search marketing.
2: Yeah, anyway. yeah it's, SEO is a funny game, maybe, eh? because everybody wants to sell you SEO. And it's not actually, it's, I don't believe it's that hard to do.
0: No, that's the thing. I, I don't feel like we've ever really tried to be up top. Like we just, it doesn't take much effort to, in a niche, right? I'm sure if you were trying to stand out as a car dealership or something else, it might be a little bit tougher. But when somebody, when you're one of only a handful of companies in a town that does what you're doing, you have a pretty, pretty good shot of being on the first page. So
2: yeah, for sure. And, and it just takes being active too, like on social and stuff. And I, we'll probably end up editing our website here this year in the winter. Right. Um, just to kind of reduce it because I don't think that people are really all that keen on that five page website design anymore where they go there and nobody wants to read about my company and read about all the services and read about all that stuff. They want social proof. They want to just go to Facebook and go to Instagram and see what we're doing and, and let me educate you. And then you get a natural feel that we actually know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's kind so of that's fun. Kind of, of the whole system.
0: It's kind of funny because you go years and you ago, just, sorry, Years ago, people oh, would, go ahead. years ago, people would like, you had to have a website. It was like, yo, you have to have a website. Like you can't not have a website and you want to track your, your, your data and your results off that website. You want people on your website for a long time. You want to make sure they're clicking through all the pages and spending time and yada, yada, yada. And now it's like website is almost getting to the point where it's arguably unnecessary maybe again first in some cases, right? Sometimes you're just better off to have your, your pages on your social accounts. And I think it's just. If somebody's what? on your website for 10 minutes, it's like, well, what are they, are they having trouble finding something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like now They're you're kind of like, navigating well, through confused, the pages. Right? people don't want to be there confused. that long. Yeah, Give them what they need
1: and so they can move on with their lives. It all just needs to go back to MySpace. Yeah. Just need to have a MySpace page. Yeah, just exactly. Scroll down, profile pic, yeah. website link. You should relaunch that.
2: It's still, <laughs> I think it's still out there. Actually. I don't, oh man. Uh um, well, they it as your space instead of my space. Yeah. 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 Totally Yourspace.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's just like getting the, the, the landing page is the next thing, right? Where they you say, they're going to go on Instagram or Facebook. They're going to get, they're going to get the information they need. they they know what they want to do. Okay. Now they want to quote, yep. just go to the website. All it is, is a down menu. It's like, are you interested in the deck or fence? So what's your email? Yep, exactly. And that's it. And then when they click that, then just like, I mean, trade are the only people not doing it right now when it comes to email marketing to the degree that some of these other people are like, cool, you don't want to give your email to anybody this day and age unless you want 10,000 emails in the next two days.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Right? So get your email and then just send it to them. Be like, oh, hey, you're interested in the deck? Hey, here's a little survey for you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, then we'll be in touch. And then they can get back to you and they can tell you a little more. And then what, depending on what they tell you, you can feed them another little video sales letter or whatever, right? So they tell you they're interested in a PVC deck with aluminum and glass railing, you can give them that angle. If they tell you they want a vinyl, a glue down vinyl deck, then you can give them that angle, right? And just kind of custom tailor it to them. Get a little interaction going, get that dialogue back and forth. And then by the time you go to their house, they already know you. They already trust you. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're not just like they call you off the internet, you show up at their house 20 minutes later with a pen and a paper, and you'd be like, Oh, I'll get you a price in half a day. Right. And then they never call you again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what, so you would know? you consider that part of your quoting process then? Uh,
2: uh, what,
1: just going over to their house? With well, a pen just and like a paper? from the, from the in, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, from the initial, like, from the initial, um, like, uh, connection with them, with the survey and things like that. Like how, what's your, I guess, what's your formula? Like what's your, what's your actual quoting process?
2: Well, like our process right now, obviously we're, we're trying to get to what I was just discussing with the landing page and the video sales letters and that, like that's something that I'm going to be working on here in the winter. But right now, like somebody goes, they either send us a request for a quote or they give us a call. However, they, they get in touch with us somehow. And then we get back to them and kind of screen them over the phone and, Figure out what they're really looking for. If they're going to be a good fit for what we offer, we talk about some ballpark pricing, and then if they're comfortable with all that, then we move them to the in-home consultation.
1: Right, because you can Where actually we'll get a feel of how serious they actually
2: are. Right. Yeah, and then, and some people they just want to they just want a rough idea because they might build the deck in the next two years. Yep. So right. they just want to know: is this deck going to cost me fifteen, or is this going to cost me twenty-five? I'm pretty good with the numbers as far as like, you give me a few key pieces of information, like access, size, what material you're looking for, kind of just those rough things. I can kind of get you in the ballpark. Right. They're comfortable with the ballpark and then we'll move them to the consultation and we charge money for the consultation. So to actually physically go to their house, see the project, present them a design that costs money.
0: Yeah, it's all time, uh, and time is money, right? So you want to make sure that you're not wasting a bunch of time trying to earn somebody's business that yeah. you really never had a shot at in the first place because they weren't serious or they're not—they're not your customer. Not everybody's your customer, right? If, especially when you're the guy who's just—you provide a little bit better service at a little bit more of a premium price. Well, that—that that means you've kind of removed some of the market because some people shop solely on price, but you really don't want to—you really don't want to work with those people anyway because it's just trouble, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't like. There, I'm sure there is a contractor out there who fits with them.
0: There's plenty of them, and 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: and they line up. Yeah. But but we're we're not there now. We used to be like everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah. But uh, we're happy to not be there because it's just like the, I think my wife was telling me she owns a business. She owns a salon downtown in Saskatoon called Lux Beauty Company, and she was saying that she read a study where there's approximately eight percent of the market want the top end offering, you know what I mean? Like they're going to go to get that Cadillac or they're going to go to buy that Porsche. Yep. So why not, if that's where you're at and that's what you resonate with and those are the people you work with, why not sell that service to them and be that, right? Somebody has to fill that void in the market. So might as well be me. Yep. Um,
0: So you've started a business and seem to be doing quite well. What would your, so we get, we see these questions all the time on Instagram specifically, not necessarily to us, but you see them in other threads to Jason Russell or whoever people that are like thinking about leaving their job and starting their own company, or maybe they have a contracting business, but they want to start to specialize or something. What would be your advice for somebody who's kind of starting up their own business or is looking to kind of change the type of work they do? Is there some guidance you can give somebody like what the most important things are to pay attention to when you're starting your business?
2: Oh, uh, maybe what I would say is like just just be sure and, and start to do your research and and know who you're gonna go after. Like like I was just saying about the targeting and that, like figure out who your target audience is. Like you can't be everything for everybody. So if you're just gonna be that deck builder who does new home production work for builders and you're you're just gonna do those twelve by twelve wooden decks but you're going to be the man in your city who does those, then figure that out and go after those people. Figure out what's going to be profitable for you, what you're going to like doing, and just continually go after the same thing. Don't... The worst, in my opinion, is when you see guys who are, you know, grabbing at everything. Like, one day I'm doing a landing. Next day I'm doing an interior rail. Next day I'm doing drywall. Next day I'm doing stairs at somebody's house. Like, it just...
0: Horribly inefficient way to think. work, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you've got to learn everything all the time. You're never really awesome at one or two things. You're constantly retraining your crew because, let's be honest, guys forget things when they don't do them every day. Yeah. You you, you don't necessarily have all the tools you need. You're always buying tools or you are you don't have the specialty tools. And then fasteners and techniques are always changing and it makes it hard to sell everything. Like, it's just just pick one thing you're really comfortable with that you're really happy doing and know who your market is and go after it.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty good advice. How
2: do you and train too? Yeah. You know, like learn, always be learning, like take courses, take training, read books about business, read books about marketing. Like you should be it's winter time, guys aren't building a lot of decks, but the guys who are serious about their construction businesses outside are learning, they're reading books, they're taking courses like you have to do something every day to move the needle.
0: Do you have some books or resources or podcasts that you like that help with that kind of thing that you found to be valuable?
2: Yeah, I do a lot of reading. Um we do podcast wise, like Andy Frisella's podcast quite a bit. Um I'm a huge Grant Cardone fan.
0: Yeah. N X. You've been um, you've wise, been to his show, right? You went to him live in Florida, I think. Is that right?
2: Yeah, we went last February. Yeah. He does a, a, big, a big show every February. We're going again this year. I'm not as excited as I was last year.
0: How come? Just because you know it's what it's big, about now? I,
2: I, you know what? It's getting to be a big pitch fest. Right. Where like every single one of his guests pitched a course that you could buy right, at right. a discounted uh, rate. It's a show special. You're never going to get this deal again. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. The, the, the fake internet guru, the business guru online is, is crazy right now. There are so many guys who are, have never built a business, but they're telling you how to build a business.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: You know? I make like, 30 grand you
1: know, a week when I start my own business. Yeah. That type of thing.
2: Well, or, or they, they never made any money, but they act like they made a ton of money and they're super successful selling you courses on how to do business. And it wasn't until they started selling those courses that they actually got successful. Right. You know, so those guys are super heavy in, in and around that show, but like we didn't have to buy any of the courses still got some value out of it. Right. His books are good. Um, I like Tim Grover's relentless. I really like that book. Yeah. Just lots of stuff like that. Anything you can get your hands on different things are going to resonate with different people. Right. That's right. Yeah. But you're gonna, you're going to get just that one, you might read a book and just get one or two paragraphs out of it that completely change your thinking. That can take you to the next level.
0: Are you a Gary Vaynerchuk fan?
2: You, yeah, I think we've like talked this for.
0: I think we've talked about this for. Are you? Is it? Was it you that kind of like, kind of done with Gary a little bit? Was that you, or is that somebody else I was talking to?
2: Mm, it might have been Brendan. It might have been the young guy that was in the office here last year. Okay, I know he was a big Gary V fan. I like Gary because he's pretty real. Yeah. Like, you know, you see him in his office, you see him dealing and dealing and, and doing his garage sales and stuff like that. But there there comes a point where you can't you can't digest any more content. Like You can only listen to so many motivation YouTube videos and before you actually have to get off your own butt and do the work.
0: Yeah. And you, if you've listened yeah. to Gary V for an hour, you've heard everything he has to say. He just, he says the same thing all the time. Right. But people just don't act. So he just keeps saying it. I'd love to go see him in, yeah. in person someday. I'm not sure how, when or how to make that happen, but like that's one guy I would love to go see. I've read, uh, yeah. or listened to it through audible, um, the 10 X book from Grant Cardone. I wasn't as big of a fan of him. Um, I, I don't know why. I just felt it a little, like a little bit more blowhardy, I guess. I didn't resonate with him as much as I do with listening to Gary Vee, but but those people in general that can kind of motivate you are they they're good they're important to kind of get you the fire lit under you some days so another one yeah and, and you know like go ahead another one that i didn't ever think that i would like or follow is tony robbins and i haven't done a bunch of stuff with him but he has a netflix special on right now or it's been out there for a bit and I decided to watch it one day cause I had seen everything else on Netflix and that was the only one I hadn't watched yet. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'll turn this on. And it was actually super interesting and powerful. Um, so if I'm I, not your guru, what's that? Sorry. Yes.
2: I'm not your guru. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty
0: powerful stuff to watch. And he was actually in Toronto recently and I was, I was pretty close to going with, um, with a couple of guys, a couple of Instagram guys, Kevin from NFDI and, 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 was going he's like you should come out here and it was kind of all last minute and i ended up not making it but i think if i had the opportunity to go again i think one of his uh live events would be a pretty powerful thing to be a part of but
2: yeah my wife went uh when he was in calgary or edmonton
0: okay and
2: recently yeah and she she loved it she said it was awesome and uh rachel hollis she's big on rachel hollis right now too yeah which is She's in that space. And Ed Milet, like, there's so many of them. Like, you got to find the one that works for you. And, and, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it it all, I think it all comes down to that self-development stuff. For sure. Like, I can actually physically look at, like, my last two or three years of business and two or three years of my personal life and kind of just take, like, a a big look at it. And if I really look at it, I can see that reading those books and kind of getting interested in the self-development space has helped and continues to help. Yeah. So it's it's not all missed, but definitely it can get to be a bit much at some point. You got to put the book down and go do something.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's (laughs) easy to get caught up in just getting motivated and not actually executing on anything. (laughs) It's a good feeling to get motivated and listening, but
2: yeah, a group of motivated idiots is not very good. Sometimes, you know, you got to get some knowledge behind it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with those events, especially the Tony Robbins ones. From people that I have talked to that have been to them, is like when you're there, you, the energy and you like you just want to leave that thing taken over the world. But the problem is that a week later, <laughs> you don't anymore. It's like ah, the buzz is over, the high is done, and back to work. Right?
2: Yeah, um, that's the one cool thing with the card own thing is is uh, he has an official recording, right? So Christy and I can actually watch we were there live, but we can watch it at home every once in a while or different people's presentations okay. to get fired up. Right. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Cool. So what about, what about guys that are more, uh, specific to our industry? And obviously I'm talking about Instagram a bit. Is there, and then there's a few, there's a few guys that always get mentioned in these, but who are the accounts that you like to follow to get kind of motivation or inspiration or learn
2: from? Uh, in the, as far as like specifically the deck end kind of things, I, I, like as far as like a design end of things i really like what windex doing yeah. up there in winnipeg yeah um super super cool ideas they're super awesome products and, and those guys are just sweet guys sean from premiere is a beauty too and i'm interested in some of his stuff he, he kind of hits home because he just wants to make it real right like it's not always necessarily about deck. yeah and then obviously uh mark from infinite and jason there from Dr. Deck. Like those are kind of the top ones. I, I I probably got like 200, 250 deck companies on my Instagram, at least. So your, your timeline's just flooded all the time with different things. But I mean, it's a great resource, right? Like pushing the envelope idea wise. And then it's going to get, I think it's going to get to a point where everybody's kind of on the same level. They have their own design style, but they are using a lot of the same technique. Yeah. And then there's going to be those breakouts that are kind of behind the scenes and they're not posting everything. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, check this out. This is a a game changer. You know, different things, right? Like, did you see what Jeff uh, Jeff Mack Designs did with the wireless table? I didn't. They put like a wireless wireless charging station. Oh, yeah. Built a boardroom table, like a live edge slab, a table for a boardroom and then he put a bunch of charging stations on it. So when these guys sit down, guys and gals sit down to do a meeting, they can put their phone down and it can charge.
0: That's sweet. I'm going to have to look that up.
2: Yeah. You know, so like there's going to be some crossover, there's going to be some cool stuff going on there. where people are going to start pulling ideas from different niches, and bring it into the deck world and vice versa. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm excited for. You know, like lately I've been looking at a lot of welding and fabrication counts yeah, and just kind of see what guys are doing different artistically like with metal and how we can incorporate custom metal work in some of our deck designs and different things.
0: Right, yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah.
2: You know, like just kind of bringing some crossover stuff in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as like just other ones, like obviously Jeff Mack designs and have you guys seen point-to-point structures?
0: Point-to-point point structures? Framing. No.
2: Yeah, they're beauties. They're, they're a framing crew out of central Alberta. Okay. And then they're just hilarious. They got like fourteen to fifteen thousand followers, and you know they're just like typical framers having a good time, having a laugh, building a bunch of like condos and big units. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 good. Check them out.
0: Sweet, I definitely will. Uh, Now we're it's December twentieth. We said right? We're five days away from Christmas. We are a week and a half away from the New Year. Uh, do you do the whole resolutions thing personally and professionally? Like, do you make some kind of plans and goals for the next year? And if so, what are they both for yourself personally and for your business?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, self-evaluation, right. is always top of mind this time of year because people are always doing the resolutions. Yeah. I find, you know, we write them down and and then, and then don't look at them again. So for me, it's just constantly monitoring and checking. Like we had a pretty good year this year. Um, overall volume and overall margin-wise. Yep. So, I set the bar pretty high. If I can repeat and do a little bit of an increase margin and a little bit of an increase in volume, I'd be happy with that. Um. Geez, what else? Like to get, uh, get a delivery guy this year. <laughs> That's one thing that took way too much of my time last year is driving around delivering materials and picking things up.
0: Yeah. Cause you don't so, make money doing that, right? That's just lost time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I mean, my time is definitely better spent selling a job than delivering a job. For sure. Yeah. So if I can sell two more and have someone else deliver them, perfect.
0: There's some of those right. services so, out there right I, I've never used one but like that what are they called? there's one called like tool the toolbox and some other ones where it's like where you just call them and they pick up and deliver whatever you want for a fixed fee I think it is or something I'm not sure how much stuff they can take like I don't think they could deliver 20foot yeah. like deck boards or something I could be wrong maybe they can but they're kind of, I think they're kind of more like so oh I'm out of like a box and nails or so I need like an an a couple Uber tubes of caulking or yeah. something yeah but uh
2: well, that I don't like is all general cool. general fasteners construction fasteners do that around here too
0: oh is that right okay
2: Where if you, yeah if you call in their order they'll bring it out to your site right I, and more for framers I guess like the, like lots of nails and adhesives and stuff like that but I mean it'll work other way that's the nice thing I like to work with you guys with our deck packages is I can order the lumber the decking the tape the fasteners like the whole thing
0: yeah everything you need and yeah. it
2: just shows up on site and then the guys just go right yeah right yeah. That's kind of a, a big thing for us because before it we was like, okay, we're going to get the lumber from here, we're going to get the decking from over here, and then we got to order the fasteners from whoever. And it, it was just this way it's just one call, one order, it's there, yeah. ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's that. We're moving into our new shop, so I'd like to get that set up and kind of get rocking, kind of get where we need to be on that end of things. Um, personally, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing with the house and kind of going along, we might be taking a vacation to Vietnam in March. Nice. Me and the wife and the little one, so that'll be interesting. Why there? Is there some? Um,
0: you have a connection there? Or?
2: My brother-in-law is getting married to a Vietnamese girl. Oh, okay, cool. You're quite well-traveled. I didn't know this like about cool you. Place. Yeah, I've been a few places.
0: Lived in a few places it, it, and it's traveled. Fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd rather be uh, like Mexico or, or somewhere in Central America, but I mean, Vietnam sounds cool for a few days anyway. Yeah. I told my wife she has to... We'll, we'll go, but she has to eat some super exotic food. <laughs> <laughs> She's... No like, uh,
0: playing it safe, eh? She doesn't like. Uh, she doesn't like to try new things or what?
2: Well, I wouldn't say she doesn't like trying <laughs> new things. Is how far do you want to push it? I yeah. mean <laughs> Southeast Asia, it gets pretty wild down yeah, there. Yeah, you, you
0: can get a little out of your comfort zone with food there for sure, yeah.
2: Yeah, so... Well, it's good. And then I, I, I take more of a role in B&I too. I do B&I, business networking. Okay. So I've been doing that every Tuesday since March or April. Nice. So just kind of continue on that and do what we do.
0: Good. Well, that's all I got for you today, man. This is We're pushing on an hour here, so I don't want to take your whole day. I know you got stuff to finish up around the shop there before Christmas. So uh, unless there's, any, do you have any other questions for us or anything you wanted to chat about today that we hadn't got to? Uh,
2: no. I just want to say thanks for giving me the platform to come on and chit chat you guys. Thank you very much.
0: You bet, man. Anytime. And
2: Everybody can catch us at vinyl underscore guys on Instagram. Yep. And then you can shameless plug, like I said, for my wife, Lux beauty company.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Perfect. Okay, man. Well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and happy new year and uh, enjoy some time off and some, you know, eat more food than you probably should. And all that stuff that Christmas is all about wonderful So hey, you, Merry uh, Christmas guys thanks so much yeah, you as well Brian. thanks for take joining it easy, us man. have a good one take it easy uh, everybody we're going to be uh, recording again we're not going to miss a beat over Christmas um, Justin won't be Justin has decided to move on to he had an opportunity with another job that he's going to move to so this is I would have to think this is probably your last podcast could be my last like, one like at we're least, not going to stroll in here some Saturday at least, like, I'm for, ready, a boys. L- at least for a little while but yeah. we'll see so uh, with that everybody have a great Christmas we'll talk to you again soon